millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening, TC. Well, you're sitting on that phone. That's the quickest you've ever answered it. And welcome all to part 47 of our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the Old of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. To give you uh, a proper answer, yes, I was. <laughs> me and I was ready for your phoning. Were you looking at the stars of the Bundesliga? Because that's what I've been looking at this week. And what kind of week have you had? Well, obviously it's getting better because obviously yep. there's going to be more and more sports on now. So, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the lockdown's being lifted a little bit, you know, but uh, still a long way to go. Yep. I mean, in my opinion, I think we, we could open up tomorrow. Mm. You know, thousands and millions of people will think different, but that's my honest opinion of it. But at least we, we you know, we've got some football. We start next week, don't we? 20, uh, 17th. Yep. 17. And then the champion champion starts on the twentieth, so yep. everything's uh, looking a little bit brighter in one aspect. But you know, I think the world's upside down at this moment in time. And in League One, I think they're looking at Tuesday, aren't they? To are they? Yeah, I think yeah to to sort out whether they're going to start or they're going to go points per game and sort the playoffs out. And ultimately, there's going to be pr- um, promotion. I'm not too sure about relegation in that league. I don't really know I'm what's not... going on with these divisions. It's all crazy. I haven't seen much TV today, to be honest. I've been obviously mm. taking jock training yep. and and then nip, nipped out to to one of my brothers. So. Uh, Come back, cup tea, washed up, and I've just sat down. This happens. I've just sat down, plugged mm. uh, the phone on charge, and, and then you phone. So obviously, I got me uh, me uh, phoning me, and but at the same time, I knew you'd be phoning. Uh, but obviously, I've, I've seen a few couple of games this week, and uh, I thought dormant, even though they were playing a poor team. But yeah. I mean, they were outclassed against uh, Bayern. Bayern Munich, yeah. Bayern Munich the mm. other day. Uh, but they play some really good stuff. Uh, Against what what's the team starts with P don't it? Yeah, Paderborn. It's, it's where the tank unit is, isn't it? Stationed in Paderborn. Is it? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So yes, it's getting back, you know, uh we're getting more sports on now, so um at least it's something to watch because I'm you know, I don't I'm not a TV fan. I, I like documentaries mm. uh and I like detectives. And other than that, it's sports I, I really watch, you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm, or I'm trolling, or I'm trolling to internet, looking for uh, knowledgeable information. Mm. So that's what I'd spend my time on now. But obviously, we jock, not uh, football in at Grimsby. He's living, he's staying with me. So we're doing, we're doing work every day, and you know, we're mixing it up with. Um, ball skills uh, and fitness so let's hope uh, when he gets back he's going to be knocking on that door to get on to get in that team because he's definitely filling out a little bit yep. but it's still it still needs time with it but when I say time it'll, it'll not be right he'll not be right I don't think until 21 
when mm-hmm. he really fills out that body. But yeah. he's capable for me now, personally, in my opinion, he's capable of uh, getting in and around that team now. How about playing Jock in a more wider position as he's... What, what is Jock now? He's 18, going on 19. 19. No, yeah. 19. 19. 19. And then when he fills out a bit more, play him more as a central striker because that's what you've got him primed as, haven't you? No, uh, he's a midfield player. Oh, OK. He's, he's, he's a midfield player. He's a, he's a skillful midfield player. But yeah. for the last two years at Grimsby, they've played him as an old midfield player. Yeah. Which has done him... Um, Done him some good because mm. it teaches him how to defend as well as yes, you know, yeah. um, and the importance of not having the ball when you play as an old midfield player, you know, it, it will it gives you that knowledgeable uh, or knowledge of not having the ball mm. where because you see you just see the game you, you you're looking at the game you never your back's never. Yes. Towards yep. the ball, it's you know you're always facing the you're behind facing the ball, the ball. Aren't you? yeah. Absolutely. But when he fills out, it, it, for me, it'll be a very very good attacking midfield player. Now, when I say very very good, mm-hmm. I don't give a damn who it is. It's up to you how far you go as an individual. Yep. And make no mistake on that. It's whether you're going to want to put all the efforts in into it, uh, get on with the game. You're going to get knockbacks. You know you've got to. Uh, Rise above that, uh, and keep bouncing back from from your knockbacks, and that's what you that's what you can only do. But you've got to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Random question, TC. We always mix the, uh, the the shows like a deck of cards, and we shuffle it and we mix them up. You've alluded to you like to go onto the internet and look at different situations and find the truth from what's going out there in this mad world of ours. Do you believe in UFOs? No. Right, okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. One of my mates, he really moved wrote my book, John, John Brindley. He's, yes. He's into all that type of thing and all. Yeah. Look, each, each and every one to, uh, to what they what they like. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think, if, I personally, if I thought there were UFOs, you know, if they were more advanced than us, we would see something. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, do I believe in, you know, life after death? Well, I've never seen anybody come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, after death, but I, I, I'm not against it. It's, it's like politics. People might think that I'm I'm a conservative now. I'm not. Mm. I'll look for the truth, yep. and whoever it is, I want the truth. Yep. The world's in a mess. Yes. A complete mess. Mm. Right. And all you're giving is the far left blaming the far right. Yeah. And it's just got out of hand. It's just got out of hand. There's no mm. sensible. Uh, lines where we can say right look we we need to go that way people to pull together we've, we've not got any of it you know i think you're right i think the far left and the far right are different cheeks of the same arsehole if i'm absolutely yeah. honest and sifting through i agree with that i agree mm. with that 100 you know we just need i want fairness for everybody yeah i mean i've always believed that for a government you're working for the betterment of the country and everybody in the country i think you need a mixture of right left middle centre, and, and all the brightest politicians working for everybody in the country and well, not working against for. each other exactly i know yeah yeah they get paid for when they finish yeah they'll get a good pension yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know the working. Look, yeah. Let's get back to football. Yeah. And, and, and what I mean by that, mm-hmm. listen, when I was playing football, there was no need for me to go and play third division football. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but I stuck up for players all the time. Well, and I'm not I'm not looking for any sympathy, mm-hmm. and I don't want because in my day that's how life was. Yeah. So turning around and saying we were bullied, we were, but that's what life was about in yep. those days. Yep. You know, I'm not having to go managers. It's just how society was. Yep. It's all changed. Every everything changed. You know, and you listen with managers. You you could die from it. When I said I'd take that back, I don't mean die from it. You could you would fail from it because you would go into a shell and you'd be frightened to have the ball. Could you be frightened to make a mistake? I was totally opposite. Mm. You know, I would have a go back at him, and you know, and and that's another reason why I got myself into trouble because I wasn't easily bullied. I wasn't. You know, it's like being in a, a school playground. Yeah. If you if you let people bully you. <laughs> You're going to fall by the wayside and they're always going to come and keep doing it. You know, um, so I, I always stuck up for everyone. If Jack or whoever it was, you know, I mean, people going about it. But I told you, I was there for three years and never saw Puffy have a go at anyone. Yeah. You know, he'd say some, uh, some funny type of things, you know. Like, it, like I tell you that story with Kenny Burns when he found him, yeah. uh, find him, yeah. you know, for playing Envelope. the ball. Yeah. That type of thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never saw that with Kendall. No, they'd be ruthless when they're picking a team. Don't get me wrong. Mm. You can call that ruthless, right? But with other managers I played with, they'd be throwing cups. Many of them, Jack would be throwing cups, effing and blinding. Mm. Never trying to get it put right. Mick Buxton were another one. Never trying to put it right and say, look, this is what I think we're doing wrong. This is what I think you need to be doing. Or this is what I think you could be doing. And you could be helping him. And, you know, if you filled in here, that that type of thing. They, they, they never analysed the game. It were coming in and just bullying. You know, mm. and then the ones what good what would turn around and say, "Well, I'll show you." You know, if they if, if they lifted the game itself, and I'm not talking about their game, I'm talking about the game itself. Yeah. Then you either got a result, you've either won or you got a draw. Mm. You know, so in my day, because what anybody say what anybody says we got bullied, but it's how society was. Yeah. You know, if you take it back years, years and years and years, you know when people were working in pits at 13 and 12 years of age, mm. you know, in 1900s and 1890s or something like that. Yeah. It's society, that's how society was. So I'm not complaining about it. You know, you'd be doing things and you'd get slaughtered from a manager. And if you weren't strong enough to fight back, yeah, and then you would fall by the wayside. And you hear a lot of things about confidence. That's the difference with some good with, with, with some managers that they get the best out of those players they've got by giving them confidence. Because if you go out there, you know, if I get into your but if I'm getting onto you all the time mm. uh, as a manager, Gabby, you might think I don't want the ball. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then you give it a bad ball away yeah. because you don't want the ball. Yeah. Whereas tighter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whereas somebody like me, I just said, I don't give a shit. Give mm. us it. Give me the ball, you know. But I do something. I do something wrong, you know. And the manager would still have a go. So, but I will, you know, I still try it. I won't. I would not try not to try it. Leads us nicely, TC, um, into one of our other features on the podcast. Behind the lens, it's the picture of you with your collar up and the little piece that that you you'd attach to the collar up picture is the fact that you know. Lots of man, or some of the managers that your dad would would slate you for having your colour up, or having different colour boots, or being an individual in a team situation. 
Well, I, I read a, I read a, a, an article Alan Hudson had put up today. Yeah, yeah. And it, and 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 it reminds me our football, and that's leading on now when I learn about we got bullied. Yeah. And I don't mean that to have a go at any manager. Like, yeah. This is that's that's how society were in my playing day. I know this. If yeah. you did something wrong in the street, you got a clip from neighbour. Yeah. Right, you got a clip from Bobby. That society's changed. Yeah. Right now. There's lots of little stories. You know, you were... We'll go back to that because you've asked me the question about mm -hmm. the shirt. Right? So, for, I, don't ask me why I did it, Gabby. I just thought, oh, I'll put the collarbone, play with my collarbone. Yeah. And you just, you know... I never even thought about all that. I mean, I, I think about doing some silly things when I scored a goal. Mm. But I just thought, oh, we play with my collarbone, you know. And old Jack went absolutely ballistic. Yeah. You know, now, because I'm strong enough to accept it, and let go over my head. Other players would be frightened to do it. Yeah. Right? Now, I remember playing for Southampton in a, in a cup game at Reading. Right? And people make me laugh when they say, oh, English uh, wouldn't play with gloves on and you, you won't play with uh, these tights what they wear nowadays. That's a load of rubbish. They mm. would have done. I guarantee you. We played at Reading one day. And again, I'm going to say it as it is. We were bullied. Yeah. It was... Bitter cold. I mean, we don't get this cold weather like we used to do years ago. Mm. You know, it has got warmer. Yeah. And we're playing at Redding, and it's bitter cold and with a really cold wind, right? We've all got short sleeves uh, shirts. And do have a short sleeve and long sleeve. Yeah. And, I, and I got a, a, a long sleeve out and absolutely got slaughtered off at many of me. Get out there, get that shirt off play with your short sleeve on because we all had to play with short sleeves uh, shirts on now surely if you're warm when you get out there by having gloves on yeah. or having tights on if it's a bit of cold you know by the way once you get going automatically you don't feel the cold I will say that mm. but if you've got an advantage what will give you an advantage if you've got something that will give you an advantage as a team why not leave it? If if Gabby wants to wear a pair of gloves, I mean, lads will take the mickey anyway. Yeah. But for the manager to have a really go at him, mm -hmm. straight away, he's in a shell. He's, he's gone into a nutshell, you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to do it. So, he's got out there, probably his arms off, his legs off, until he got warmed up. Uh, and again, frightened of making a mistake because, you know, frightened of, of a manager getting onto him. And that's what I express to people what it was like being a footballer, mm. you know. I mean, and some were petrified. They were yeah. petrified. You know, and it did spoil And if fans had a go at him, it makes it even worse then. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So the, yeah. uh, the the thing with the shirt was, I, I, I just tried it. You know, I just thought, oh, I want to play with my shirt up. But you believe me, if you leave me your shirt out, you got slaughtered, Gabby. You really, really got slaughtered. And I'm talking about, you know, when you're at school, I, mm. I don't know about in your day, but my day, when you were frightened of a teacher because, you know, he'd give you cane. Yeah. You know, you call him Mr. Graham. You won't call him uh, George by his first name. It was Mr. Graham. I know in those days that it was like that, but you try to avoid him to keep out of his way because, mm. if, you know, if he saw you, he'd, he'd come, and come here and grab your bike bloody ears, you know. Yeah. Playing football again, are you? You know, that type of thing. So uh, that's what that was. That was, that was, I was just letting people know. The amount of bollockings I got for mm. petty little things. I mean, what 
what's wrong in playing with your shirt up? What's wrong in playing with gloves on? What's what's wrong in you know? If, everybody's different, Gabby, in a team. Totally. Everybody Absolutely. is different in a team, yeah. and the reason why McManamy, uh, McManamy, Cluffy, and um, Kendall, you know, they have got great knowledge of lifting players and making them believe. Yeah. You know. Uh, they can go and win a match, you know. If you wanted that, They'd, I hated, I hated shin pads. And the only time I've ever wore shin pads was at Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Right. And we're playing it all one day, and somebody must have told Cluffy, "I don't play them. I don't wear shin pads." And he come and sat at the side. I mean, never shouted. Right. And he come and got some uh, because shin pads in my day. <laughs> They were bigish. They weren't. Yeah. I mean, they're tiny little things now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Really, Jack quite, really yeah. shoes are very. Yeah. yeah, kids. You know. So he come and he got the coat wool out of the uh, medical bag, and he sat inside of me, and he said, uh, "I want you to put these on." He didn't say you're going to put them on. He said, "I want you to put them on." Right? I said, "I don't like them, boss." He says, "You're going to wear them." And if, you, if it's not right at half time, then you can take them off. And he put cold wool inside the shin pad and yeah. put it on. Because I was, I always found them irritating. Yeah. And when you think about it, especially me, yeah, because I used to get kicked from pillar to post, yeah. you'd think you'd want to wear shin pads, wouldn't you? Yeah. You know. Um, but what he did, he put the cold wool in him, you know, broke a big piece of the cotton wool off, put him inside the shin pad, and really, it never irritated me. So, mm. I, when I was at Forest, I, I wore them. But, I, when I went to Southampton, I stopped wearing them again. You know, I just didn't like them. But I will say, it did not irritate me when I had the cotton, uh, cotton wool in. And it weren't that, you know, uh, it made me. You know, he just wanted me to say, look, play with them in, play with this in, and then just see how it goes. You know, but mm. some managers would, would get on to you for having your shirt out. You know, your shorts too short or too long. I mean, the shorts nowadays are down to the knees now. Yeah. It's like it used to be in the olden days. Mm. But everybody's different, Gabby, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I was coaching it at Doncaster, right? And one of the uh, league coaches used, used to say, look at these, wearing, wearing coloured boots. What? What's wrong with somebody wearing coloured boots? Mm. You know, but you see, the English, what the English term are, oh, I hope he can play wearing them balls. Why say a statement like that? Mm. You'd be saying, go on, take him on. I hope them boots are too bright for him to shine and put him off with his, you know, shining to his eyes. But no, they just want to be try to be little players all the time. And it baffles me that. It always has done. Going and I always, I always stood my ground and I'd tell them, you know, are you, weren't you good enough to play in, the, in these type of boots? Going back to shin pads, some of the challenges that you had to endure, I'm sure shin pads wouldn't have made the slightest of difference because you had some leg-breaking challenges coming in from centre-halves and defenders. And let's start off with uh, five of your favourite goals that you've ever scored. Was the goal that I think it took Nottingham Forest to 4 1 against Sheffield United? I'm not too sure who wore the number 10 shirt that day, but that was a potential leg breaker 
the way he come in. And there is a group uh, down memory lane, Nottingham Forest, down a trip down memory lane. And one of the lads keeps having a go at us. Well, keeps having a go at me. I've never... This brummy keeps spouting rubbish for 30 minutes. I said, well, keep on listening because you'll see a Sheffield lad that talks absolute sense. And there's not, <laughs> there's not enough Nottingham Forest. But we do talk an awful lot about Forest. But let's go through your five favourite goals, TC. Well... I'll keep me. I'll keep my best one for for last. Yeah. Right. Uh, I scored a a free kick at um, Oxford. Right, and I used to take free kicks. I think I scored about five or six that year. Was that for Sheffield yeah. Wednesday? Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. You know, uh, and I used to love to curl them into top corners. And first time I missed one at Newcastle, Jack went completely <laughs> ballistic with me. That would be that would be not taking any more free kicks. Yeah, that's good. Five or six. Uh, so that's that's one of them. And hold on a bit. Let, let's just let's just stay in in that moment for for a couple of minutes. That led Jack to come onto the training pitch, didn't he? With his one sock yes. down and his one boot on, and showing you and Bano how you're going to take the free kick, and you come towards him and duck and it is back. And then, surprisingly enough, it actually went in, but you were laughing your socks off, and he sent you off in training. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I tell you that story. I yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was Jack had a dream. It's fantastic. I love that story. I'm going, the next one I'm going to put in. It was the worst goal. There been no such thing as bad goals. Yep. Because every goal is an important goal. Yeah. Uh, but it weren't a great goal. It was the, uh, the semi-final for um, Southampton against Leeds. Yeah. We took us to a, a, a League Cup final. So the importance of it. Yeah. Uh, whether it was a good good goal, bad goal. I know it made Southampton a lot of money by getting, getting to Wembley. Mm. So it was an important goal for them, but it was an important goal for us as a team because it, it got us to Wembley, you know, a 1-0 win. So that's the the second goal. The third goal is, and I, I mean, I scored one against Chester when I went round goalkeeper. I scored one against Blackburn when I went round goalkeeper. I scored about 10 goals, but, but, but I've just gone round goalkeepers taking the make. But my first game back... Uh, after the Oldham riot, yeah. I got the ball just inside my own half and I chipped the goal, chipped the goalkeeper right over his head and I ran towards the cop. There's nobody in, there's no fans behind the cop because both behind the goals are being closed down. Yeah. Uh, I'd been suspended for a month and the uh, the standing behind the both goals had been closed uh, for a month or so. There were two games uh, without um, fans behind the goals. And it was against Black, but that was against Blackburn, and it was a tremendous goal. You know, I could have put it as a as one of the main ones, but yeah. I've two other ones which which um, I've got to put in because obviously one of them was the importance of um, the Sheffield Derby. Yeah. You know, down at uh, Bramall Lane, so that's the second one. But I've picked the ball up and. Jack absolutely because Grant, David Grant has thrown me a ball and I, I, I wrote about it tonight and Andy McCullough yeah. were telling me because Andy always used to laugh always used to laugh he's always going to smile and you know you know when you get one of the people who's always going to smile on the face yeah. right but Andy weren't playing because he was injured 
I'm sure he was injured or suspended, but I think he was injured, so he, he missed the game. After the game, I'm walking up the tunnel, right? And I can see Andy's there waiting, he's laughing his head off. So he pulls me in and he's, he said, well, it's a good job you scored. Jack was going to go absolutely ballistic with you. I said, what for? He said, for not playing the ball back to Granty. Because if you watch the goal, Granty's thrown me. The goal's come from a corner kick and it's gone right out. Yeah. And I've run across, right? And Granty's thrown me the ball. Well, nine times out of ten, you would play the ball back to the goalkeeper. You know, because that's what the manager wants you to do. Mm. Anyway, uh, I don't throw it back to Granty. I'm taking it away from goal. He says, and Jack's going the absolute. He says, look at him, the brainless. I'll not swear. <laughs> What's he taking it away from goal for? He said, all, all of a sudden, T, he said, I'm looking at Jack because Jack's having a right pop at you. He said, now, all next thing I hear is Tom to shout, what a fucking goal that was. You know, and then he said, next breath, Jack's turning around and saying, it's a good job he scored because I had to give him a right bollocking after that. <laughs> you know, uh, so that's that, that's the uh, that's the second one, and the, my favourite one was was again for Forest against Fulham. Yeah. I beat two or three players, chipped it right into the corner. I'm going to try and see if I can get that goal. Um, but George Best was watching that game, uh, and Cluffy was sat up in stand that day, right in the director's box. And I remember turning yeah. towards the director's box and having my hands up in the air because I know both them two were in the. Uh, in the uh, director's box and Cluffy stood up clapping mm. right and uh, George Best was obviously in, in, in the director's box and th- and after that game he, he came he came into the players lounge afterwards he come up he come up to me and he said to me what a player you are I've enjoyed watching you play football today mm. so that's a proud moment but it's not because of that but because it was a great goal but the importance of you know of, of, of scoring a, a goal like that in a my, the greatest player of all time for me, and that's my opinion, not anybody else's opinion. The greatest player of all time coming and telling me, you know, uh, what a player I was and what a great goal it was, and what a fun, you know, uh, what a player I was uh, to watch. So he, he said, I, uh, I enjoy watching you play football. So all of that related into it, that's what I put as my uh, number one goal. So the goal that you did score for Forrest that, that took Forrest 4 1 up against Sheffield United didn't even make the cut into your top five? No. Yeah? It, it doesn't. Mm. Um, and I, I have scored. I have scored some great goals. You know, it's one of the hardest things. Yeah. When I got injured against Burnley, you know, I chased the ball down, blocked the, blocked the kid off, took it around the keeper. And when I take it around the keeper, I take the Michael, I don't just, you know, go around the keeper and then put it into net. I'd go and walk it into net, you know. Um, no, it, that's a great goal. It, it, it's a great goal, but if you see, if you see those goals that I'm, what I'm talking about, you, you'd understand why. Because, yes, I've run from the halfway line. I'll tell you yeah. what, I nearly scored a great goal for, for Thampton at Wembley. I've run, I've run from well in just outside our penalty box, mm. and, the, and the Wembley pitch was absolutely atrocious. And they did the uh, show jumping night before. Yeah. That pitch, and I've run full in the pitch. That had been some fun. You're just breaking a bit too, sir. Sorry, sorry. Uh, to run full in the pitch like on a 
Pete Wembley because it does sap your energy out, does it? Sap your energy out of your legs. That would have been a great goal. But I have scored some fantastic goals in, in in my career, which have not even got nowhere near on television because you just you just said, well, I can understand why it was, but that was a great goal for for Forest to know. Yeah, you you are going a bit Dalicky. Is that Away from I'll your put, I'll, your mouth. I'll put it. I'll put it at this side of me. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah. Do you I'll always put, put the Do you put the phone to your left ear or to your right ear? To my right. Yeah, that but it. It seems to be more clear than when I put it to my left. So I put it towards my left. But but that goal, you'd even got a a ripped shirt, and you it looked quite a physical tussle that game. Who was the number 10? And can you remember that challenge? And did you see that challenge coming? It come on the blind side. Did you see it out the corner of your eye? Because you sidestepped it tremendously. Well, if, if you if you look at it, yeah, right, the ball, Paul Garner is the first challenge. Yeah. Right. And he blocked me. So it should have really been a foul. Yes, I agree. The referee doesn't give the foul. Yeah. Then there should have been two fouls to Sheffield United. Yeah. Because I've handballed it and I pulled him back. Yeah, he did, yeah. Or yeah. not pulled him back, because he's in my way, so I pulled him out of my way. Yeah. Right? And as he's gone down, if you watch him going down, he's swung his left leg. Yeah. And if he'd have caught me, mm. right, he, he, he could have snapped me in two. But if you watch the game, watch it again. Watch when he goes down, because he's swung with his left foot, yeah. left leg. And I've seen it coming, right, and got out of the way of it. Then the other kid comes diving in. Oh, tell me about it, yeah. Right, and how, how I've got away from him, right, is unbelievable. Mm. Because if he catches me, he chops me in two. Oh, all, all day long. Right, and then you've got Tony Kimworthy trying to chase me. Impossible. But I'll tell you a funny story, you know. We're playing at Charlton, right? The, one of the Charlton strikers, and I think it was Flanagan. Yep. Right, and I'm near halfway line. Right, near the dugout. Pluffy is in the dugout. And Flanagan is coming towards me, and you can see he's coming with a two-footed challenge. Yeah. Same time, the full-back is coming with a two-footed challenge. <laughs> right, this is true. I wish it, you know, I mean, television nowadays, it's, and the ball is on the floor, and I've just dragged it. And then I've dragged it back towards, you know, I'm side on. Yeah, and they're both coming in, uh, one from from and one from their defensive way facing their goals, yep. their attacking goals, and I've dragged the ball back and they have clattered, and Flanagan's leg has gone through, right, and obviously hit the lad in between his legs. Yeah, but the other lad has caught Flanagan's knee and he's finished up with about four or five stitches in his knee, right. And as I've dragged it back, and then I've gone on with ball, uh, across the ball, and to be honest, uh, Buddy Butley should have scored. At half time when I went in, Cluffy said, I don't know how you got out of that. I just don't know how you got out of it. You know, but I got quick feet. I had got quick feet. You know, I mean, I should never have come out of uh, playing in first division. I mean, I was second division at first, but I should have gone and played first division all my life, you know, because it gets the recognition. Uh, that my but my ability should have deserved. Mm. But Pluffy used to, you know, uh, encourage me to go and do things. But when you're playing third division football and you're playing with certain teams, it was just a long ball. And yeah. if I'd have known I was going to play, if I'd have known Jack was going to play it long ball, 
I want to join Sheffield Wednesday because I, I I always thought Jack would have played, you know, because that Leeds United yes. team were a, a fantastic footballing mm. team, you yeah. know, but it weren't. So, but the times when, I mean, my knee when I got my knee done at uh, Forest at Burnley, John McGovern tripped the kid and he fell on my knee. It's flesh one, right? Unbelievable, mm. Fletcher, Paul Fletcher, yeah. right? When I've signed for Everton, I've had a good six games on loan when they were struggling, mm. right? I go back. After it, finally things let me get get sorted, I sign for them. I go back, nobody near me. I'm running through. I get a clear run through, and I, I pull the muscle in my leg mm. uh, out for five months. Right now, when you look at them two, two odd, uh, strange injuries. When you look at them, freak. And when you see that mm. tattle there, I got that. Yeah. Mick McCarthy hit me once. I'm telling you, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson could have hit me any harder. Yeah. I, he hit me, he went through me, I went up in air about two, three foot up in air, right? But I knew when I was coming down, I was going to land on him. So I put me, I, I put me knee there to, to, to name in his chest because even though he was a good player, he was he, he, hated, he hated me yeah. playing against him. I'm not saying he hated me as a person, I don't know, yeah. you know, but he hated me because, you know, I'd, I'd say to him, you crap, you're useless and all that. Because he, they used to kick me up in air. How I didn't get my legs broke, I will never know. Mm. Because I tell you this, I don't, when I were playing, when I were playing, nobody got as many kicks as what I got. Yeah. You know, so you're right in that. I don't know how I, I didn't get my leg broke twice there, but I had that every week, all went away, all went away. Did you have any dialogue with McCarthy? I mean, you, you obviously did on the pitch because you was hammering him, but you know, after in the, the the bar and and after you finished football, have you kept in touch with Mick McCarthy? No, he's he, funny enough you know, because I mean from then onwards I went I went and played down, down in the third division with Sheffield United and he was in the second division. Yeah. And then I went up to um the old first division. Mm. And then I think he went to the first division as I'm finishing my career, do you know what I mean? Didn't they go so to we, Man City, McCarthy? Yeah, Man City, yeah. Man City Celtic, yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. he was a decent player. I mean, I've been looking at the players. Steady PFA. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steady, yeah. Steady away, yeah. In the second division, you know, which, which you know, in, in new money now is the second tier of, yeah. uh, of English football, I think you'll find McCarthy was in about six team of the years. He, you know, he was a he was a decent player in his day. You know, at that level, he just didn't seem to be one of those that went to the club that that enabled him to step up and swim at that next level. But um, at that, that level, he was um, he was as good as anything about, wasn't he, in his day? I think John tried to sign him a couple of times for Sheffield mm-hmm. Wednesday. He, to be honest, it might have done us a world of good. Yeah, it might have, you know. Uh, I think he was a better player than what people give him credit for. Yes. Mm. Uh, but he was a strong lad. He, you know, he wouldn't shirk anything. Mm. Um, but he was, you know, when you're playing against these type of players, what kick you up uh, they're testing you to see to see if you are frightened. Oh yeah, testing scared. Well. Mm. You know. Um, so I would, I'd skip back at them. I say, you, I mean, you're only saying that to wind them up as they're trying to wind you up. Oh yeah. You know, but usually bars afterwards, uh, you would have a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that Barnsley bar where it used to be a pokey little thing. I don't know what it was like now, but it used to be a pokey little thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I'd have a couple of minutes in there and then I'd go down and pub with, with lads, you know, 
Some of the lads from my village were going to a pub for a drink after uh, after a game. But in general, we went, we went into bars and you'd have a drink. You know, but bar, to be, if, I'm, if I'm honest, and I'm not criticising it, I'm just, what I'm just saying about it, it was a poky little thing where majority of them, you, you know, there were biggish places, rooms, where wives and kids would go in uh, before games and after games. Uh, but then all players had put the mates in and also the the cum jam pack. Well, like I say, it was a small little place at bars and it was mm. in the corner. So if you got 22 players or not all 22 players, because the opposition, you'd have, they'd have some fans, some of their mates would come to the game. So you got your mates coming in, your wives or your girlfriends and their kids would be in. And then you'd have team away and then some of their mates. And so it'd be packed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Barnsley was a was a, a, a poke little thing, but no, it, it, it was a it was a good play with Mick McCarthy. I will what, say that. What was the funniest or maddest bit of sledging that, that you received or gave out on a football pitch, TC? Hey, what Sorry was the, what was the funniest bit of sledging, bit of you know, bit of banter that you either gave out or received on a football pitch? It, well, it all, well, what you're doing, I'll tell you, the, you can call it the daftest thing. I thought it was brilliant, mean. Uh, I did, but in games, people they try and kick you, and then once once they kick you, you know you're not gonna, you, you know you uh, you know they know you're going to come back. Mm. You know you just you just saying audible things to each other. I'm going to break your leg. I say yeah, mm. you're not good enough. And then you you know they say you, you know you're ugly so and so or your missus were bad in bed last night that type of thing. Yeah. You know, but the funniest thing was that um, Southampton were playing Leeds. Yeah. And absolutely, we're getting. I did, I did, we're playing up at Leeds, and I'm playing for Southampton, and all my mates are coming up to the game. McManamy leaves me out. Why? I don't know. Because I played quite well um, in the midweek. Anyway, he left me out. But he hated me being with Ball, because Ball used to pick the team. He hated me being with Alan Ball. Because before I went there, all that you said to me, you know, I think you've upset him, manager. You haven't been here too much, you've upset him. I said, how do you mean I've upset him? He said, because Borley always used to be with him. Yeah. But for some unknown reason, we used to go off all over the place, me and Borley. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, he's won a World Cup, he's won everything, right? And he'd be phoning me up. Or, if I, obviously, ground and after training, are we going at races? Are we going here? Are we going so-and-so? Are we going, you know? But before, he used to be with many me. And yeah. so, anyway, we're playing, we're playing Leeds up at Ellen Road. Right, and I'm not playing. It's about five minutes. They go, so get warmed up. You're going on. I want you to change the game. We fall one down. <laughs> Curry is having an absolutely <laughs> blinder, and when Curry's playing well, oh, he's taking the piss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I he's taking the <laughs> piss, and I mean piss. And I thought everything, and I thought oh, I'll show you lot when I get on. Anyway, five minutes. My first touch, right, is. You know, you know, obviously, know Ellen Road, don't you? Yeah, yeah. The cop. Yeah. The cop. I, I received the ball near the left hand touchline, near the corner flag. Yeah. The ball comes. Yeah. Right, and I trap it with my knee. Yeah. Right, I don't put my knee on the ball. I trap it. Yeah. Ball's come and I trapped it with my knee. Mm. The fans are all laughing. Yeah. Right. Trevor Cherry looks at me and said, "What do you think you're fucking doing?" <laughs> and I went, "Come and get the ball." You know. I guess he dresses up after the match. And McMenemy says about me, and he goes, You, you, can't you, fuck it. Who do you think you fucking are? I've said you want to change game. 
Change game. I said this five minutes ago. I said, you pick the team. If anybody's to play. So Bawley then jumps in and says, it's not his fault, Laurie. It's not his fault. You know, but I mean, you don't you do not do a thing like that when you fall, when you fall <laughs> down here. You know, but uh, don't bother me. And I'd always try things. So that, I, that was, so that was the funniest thing. The funniest thing I ever heard we, we, in cricket, because cricket's legends great as well. And there was, I think it was a South African um, pig farmer. He, he was bowling. He carried a bit of timber, and batsman kept saying to him, "Why are you so fucking fat?" And he just looked up and he says, "Every time I'm giving you misses, one she keeps giving me a chocolate biscuit." <laughs> <laughs> but you, you got things. Yeah. You got things like that. I mean, yeah. like I said to you, you know, I, I turn around. I'd turn around and say, well, there you are, Mr. Buggard in bed last night. And he used to wind some of them up, you know. Oh, yeah. Unbelievably, it would. TC, what magic moments have you sourced for us? We usually start with it, but the the, the, the podcast is always different. We shuffle the pack um, every week. What have you sourced from the Bundesliga? This, because I'm absolutely loving this league, I have to say. Yes, it, it's there's some good quality stuff in it. At the same time, there's some... Four teams, and all I will say that. Yeah, yeah, of course there is. You know, in every league there is. I mean, yeah. we all we all go on about the Premier League, and, and, and mm. you know, but there's some of those teams in there. It's like the top six in in our league. Yeah. They dominate. They dominate the games because some teams are frightened to play against them. Mm. I mean, that Schalke team, all that manager does is defend, defend, defend. I wonder why they can't win. A, I know they're all. In fact, I back I back that Werner Bremen to beat them the other day. I know you did. Not is it. Yeah, the one it's 14, 14-12 yeah. to UT, so you did win the football, so you picked the music, but don't rub it in. <laughs> but the, the, the other, the, 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 the magic moment, and I'm only picking one at this moment in yep. time, uh, because obviously everybody doesn't see it. They hadn't scored, if you watch the game just after half-time, yep. Dortmund, yep. The, the, they had seven, six, seven, eight passes, yep. and a little back heel among it all. And as I just missed, and I thought, what what a goal that would have been. Yeah. So, if if you if if you're going to put it on, it's not a goal. Yeah. It's a piece of magic with, yep. with with the people, and it's the second half, and it's just after half time. It's not long after half time, and the the interchange of, 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 of the movement, the the tempo of it, and off the ball movement were absolutely brilliant in the passing. You know, but it was at such pace, it was fabulous to see. Then, you know, if it had been if it had scored. It was a great move and a great entertainment. When it's going to get people talking, it's like, you know, what a move that was. What a goal that would have been if that had gone in. So if you if you can have a look at it and put it on, uh, brilliant because that that's the magic moment for me. Yeah, I will do. I've been watching, but I've been watching lots of highlights on YouTube, and I've just been watching earlier the uh, the Bundesliga that they have a a program which is the the highlights of all the games and. And, and I love the commentary because you learn so much from commentary. And um, there's a young lad, uh, Bayer Leverkusen, Kai Havertz, the youngest player in the Bundesliga to uh, score the amount of goals before the age of 21. And when you look at, you've had Lewandowski, although Lewandowski might have started a little bit later, I don't know. Gerd Muller, I'm guessing, certainly was a kid with the amount of goals that he scored there. So when you're looking at this kid, I mean, he's before he's 21, he scored more than the top two ever in the Bundesliga, and he's not actually a central striker, he's a midfield player. You're thinking, wow, there's a talent, by Leverkusen, get on to that. Timo Werner, 
RB Leipzig striker. What a goal scorer and goal threat. He's... Jeez, you look at these Germans. And I'm thinking, you know, we're, we're going out. We're going to win the Euros. We're going to win. The, <laughs> you look at them, you're thinking, hang on a minute, kids. Let's get our heads up. And let's look at what the rest of the world has got as well. And in the Bundesliga, but, they have got some talent. But look at uh, Jason uh, Chantrell. Actually, yeah. When you look at him. Yeah. He's got about 16 goals, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely, you know, yeah. Uh, because he's got that game time under him. Absolutely. They're not frightened yeah. to play these kids. They will They will throw them in. Yeah. You know, and it gives them that confidence and it gives them that maturity and it gives yeah. them that uh, ability yeah. that uh, when they're playing in these big games, yeah. you know, they're not going to freeze. They're not going to um, throw the towel in. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, when you look at it all, they are willing to go and to go and do it, but when when you when you're watching some of these games, you think, you know, what a play of years. ROZ, because I've said it kids now. Yeah, that's right. ROZ, you know, 24 Werner. You know, no, yeah. I, 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 that's what no, I'm but he's same out, same age as Jack and you know, Julian Brandt's a big fan of him as well. And Coop Co- was only 20. And then kids will say to me, well, he's 22, Dad, he's 21, he's 23, yeah. you know. Yeah. But it's, uh, it, it, you know, I, I'm like you, and I'm not just because I want to agree with you. Mm. You're right. It's, it's brilliant to watch them and and the composure they have on the ball. Yeah, it's great. You know, they're touching everything. It's mm. fantastic. So we are getting there. You know, I will say that we definitely get in there. I will, you know, but we still need to play with the tempo, and we mm. still we've got to, we've got to get a manager. What's not going to be frightened? You know, mm. to drop an Harry Kane or to drop. Um, yeah. Steve Gerrard or, or uh, what they're called good managers yeah, if, yeah. If, if the top players are not playing well we'll leave them out yeah. but he's got to be brave enough to say look I don't think you're playing as well uh, as you were a month ago Harry mm-hmm. so I'm leaving you out I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that's what makes great managers that they're not trying yeah. you know to say right well Gabby has been playing well so I'm not I'm not putting Terry back in mm-hmm. that's what makes good managers and I'm certainly looking at um, Germany being one of the favourites in the uh, the Euros when we kick them off next year because it, it would have been kicked off in probably about 13 days' time, wouldn't it? But with the coronavirus, it's been put back next year. But I do think that Germany are going to be very strong. And that Werder Bremen uh, player that scored the winning goal was Leonardo Bittencourt of Brazilian descent. What a sublime finish that was. Ping that proper in the top corner, didn't I? And I posted up on my Facebook page earlier, football without fans is still football. Because for me, football is all about the footballer. Yeah, it's great that we have fans and fans do make it a spectacle. But what does make it that spectacular and that spectacle that we love and fell in love with is the football players on the football pitch end of it. I do, I do miss the fans. I must have. I do, yeah. But, but what I will say is, they're not, they're not leaving the players to go and look at the fans when, when other things are happening in, in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. So you're watching the players. Yep. You yep. know, and you seem, you seem definitely more, not much, but you're seeing a little bit more game time mm. instead of reverting, uh, going away and saying, and showing your fans behind the goal. But at the same time, you know, I'm not going to knock that. What I'm trying to say is, you are hundred percent right with it. Mm. Uh, you you don't seem to miss it when you're watching it. 
as much as you would if you were in the stadium itself. Again, 100% so. And how many times as a fan have we gone to a game? I've, you know, I've been guilty of this down at Birmingham. You know, the atmosphere has been great. Wow, oh, come on, what a great game. And, that. and when you look at the game, it was absolute pants, but the atmosphere was good. Oh, I just yeah. look at the quality on the pitch. And Jack Grealish was on TalkSport today talking to uh, to Woodsy and, and Bentley and, and uh, Freddie Flintoff. And I'm loving that combination there. I, I think they've got a really, really good balance. And with Koisty on there as well. I, I'm a big fan of, of TalkSport. Yeah, yeah and, I and, like Ali and, yeah. and they asked Jack about playing, you know, when he's going to go back and there's going to be no crowd. And, and Jack just typical Jack. He says, well, I'm trying every day without a crowd. That's that's what I do when I'm playing. I'm always playing without a crowd. When I was a kid growing up, I'm playing without a crowd. The crowd is the added bonus. I think it's the cherry on the cake, cake but you've yeah. still got that cake without the fans. And, and I, I thought it was refreshing to hear Grealish because they were firing questions at him today. And he never... He, he never ducked Clint. anything. Yeah, he never yeah. ducked anything. He just answered it and has gone, you know, I wanted a man up and I'm facing the cameras. I'm facing the music. I've done things wrong. I'm still going to do things wrong because at the end of the day, I'm human. That's what makes yeah. me. So, yeah. you know, well done, Jack. And, and, and he's right. I mean, I've not heard the interview, but he's right what he's mm. saying. You yeah. know, the, 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 the fans are the added bonus. Yeah. When you're giving up there playing with big clubs. You know, and don't get me wrong, it's not. It's fabulous to have them, and it's fabulous for them to sing your name. Yeah. You know, uh, and when you're giving the ground, when the atmosphere is terrific. Yeah. You know, I can remember 1978 uh, World Cup final with Argentina with all the ticket tape. Yeah. You know, even as even watching it, you know, I'm excited. So yeah. it does, you know, playing in the semi-final at uh, for Everton at, at, at Ivory. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of fans there. You know, it does. It, it makes us stand up on the back of your uh, neck. You know, we used to take thousands of fans away from home. Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. We'd fill the ground at uh, Exeter. Yeah. You think we were home team? Yeah. You know, and you think, well, it's not a great, it's not a great ground to go and play it. But you know, when the ground's full, we're all Sheffield Wednesday fan, yeah. fans. It, it it excites you. So it's right what he's saying because you train all week without fans. Yeah. As kids, you're growing up without fans. Mm. You just what you're doing is you're dreaming one day to play in front of the, the to play on that pitch and to play at that stadium and to play in front of those those fans. Mm. That's the dream. And once you once you get that dream, you know uh, that's the icing on the cake for it yeah. for you as a player. And then when Simon find that name to his. <laughs> He, his nether regions and went down and it caused a riot there against Oldham and you had the cop and you had the Leppings lane, no fans and you scored that wonder goal you still reacted and went to that part of the ground yes. like the fans were there so I whether the love you know, I said it was funny. Exactly, it was a great yeah. goal but it was funny and all yeah. because you could hear the fans laughing what's he doing you know because you would usually turn turn away to where fans would be yeah. you know it's either north stand or south stand yeah when I ran towards the cop, got on my knees in front of the cop, and I've got my hands up in the air for applauding me, like, you know, I've, I've got a photograph of it somewhere. I must find it out. I must find it out. Quality too. So, History Vault. We we look at a player that you've played with uh, during your career, uh, rather than go back to the 40s and 50s, and we do occasionally go back there and, and look at uh, players of yesteryear, but 
We did talk about Phil Bowyer, and I got his name a little bit mixed up last week. Ian Bowyer, the boy that you played with at Forest, who started his career at Manchester City, he had a tremendous career as well. You know, let, let us tell everybody. Went to Orient, was involved in that famous game that knocked Chelsea out of the FA Cup. And that was, as Udi said in his own words, the, the game that really finished Chelsea. Uh, always mm. the start of the end of, uh, of, of Chelsea. And then ended up at uh, Nottingham Forest before Brian. And like Bowyer, like Woodcock, like Robbo, like a number of players at Forest, they were already there. But Brian just come in and added that magic and made that player an absolute top performer, didn't they, Bowyer? What a piss decker he was, you know. We know you look at him, you ginger hair, you wouldn't yeah. like, but because be, usually be, everybody would be taking out a piss out of lad with ginger hair. Yeah. You know, great, great man. Yeah. Funny, funny. Took it as well as gave it. Yeah. I'm telling you now, fabulous touch. Fabulous yeah. touch. Good engine. You know, when you're on about athletes, yeah. I want to see footballers. He was a footballer what could run all day. Yeah. Could pass it, right? Very, very gave the ball away. You watch the games with him. Fantastic player. Great player. And he, never, he, he could have played for England for me. Yeah. I guarantee he could have played and would not look out of place in the England team. Mm. But he would have to have a brain club because what happens with players, they go and play with certain managers and they've got a different way of playing. Mm. Cloughy got the really best out of him. But he would, you know, he, 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 was, he was a better player than what people thought he was. Mm. And all the players what played with him would put him down or pick him first in the five-a-side. I guarantee you. And also, um, born in June, the 6th of June, 1951. So many happy returns shortly, Mr. Bowyer, because you're 69 and just a few days short of Woody's uh, 69th birthday as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, he wrote a great article today, Alan. I don't know if you've seen it. Fabulous. Yeah, Fabulous I do. I, I, I help out out with his official page like I do with yours. You've both got yeah. your own personal page. So I just kind of click and then copy and then paste it and I'll put it out. And by, by posting that in the official and our groups that we've got, fans that aren't friends that it goes out to in all the groups can look at it, then get hold of your uh, your official pages and enjoy the writings of both you and Alan Hudson because I enjoy listening and 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 reading both of your articles because both of you in my opinion were different gravy but so i mean i've always said this about footballers you know managers put a narrative there uh, and then people believe it because like i say nowadays and alan wouldn't have felt it he's arguing back with them Hmm? uh, because he weren't going to be bullied you know, and then it sticks, oh, he's this, he, he likes to go out for a drink. No. Now, listen, I know more, more, more players what played at the top level, just like Huddy. Brian Robson had 70-odd caps. Yeah. Nobody drank more than him. Mm-hmm. But the manager didn't seem, didn't seem to mind him drinking compared to Alan Hudson, Peter Reid. You know, great player. Now, if you... He'd drink an ocean. But, but right. again, TC, the difference in managers, like Udi drunk it. as much at Stoke and did as much at Stoke as what he did at Chelsea. But what I always said to Udi, I don't care what you do off the pitch, Al, 
as long as you're doing it on the pitch. And when he signed him, he said, Al, you're doing everything right, but just in the wrong order. And I'll never tell you how to play football because that's why I've bought you. So Tony Waddington had the utmost confidence and respect for Alan Hudson. And Uddy repaid him that. They they were Mm. a match made in heaven, them two. And I've said to Alan, we've we've both spoke about it many times on our shows that that we've done together. If Tony Waddington would have had a young Alan Hudson, Uddy would have played a hundred times for England. And Waddo was just a fantastic manager that Samat Busby wanted him to take over at United when he retired, but he was just too loyal to Stoke. I mean, I wish I wish I would have got injured at Forest because, like, yeah. I mean, like you were saying that with um, Tony Waddington. Yeah. Listen, if you if you would have been in that dressing room when I was playing for Cloughy, yeah, you'd think I must have been the the golden pinup. Mm-hmm. Robbo never got the attention I got. He yeah. only got the attention after I left. Mm-hmm. You know, and they went on. I mean, they used to get fed up of it. They used to get fed up of it. Robbo, Martin, Neil, all them, because I couldn't do no wrong. Yeah. I could do nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so it's great when you play for managers what's going to give you that encouragement. But like anything else, uh, I mean, if I don't send out to these managers, I probably I wouldn't have left. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, because I kept getting tapped up, and that throws your bloody brain off the, yeah. off the ball, because... I could have signed for Le- I could have signed for Leeds. I could have signed for Arsenal. I could have signed for um, United. Man right, United. Yeah. Uh, mm. I could have signed for Wolves. Yeah. They're they're facts because I spoke to them. I Pity you never signed for my team, Birmingham. You and you and Uday. <laughs> well, that, that, they never. They, I never got tapped up by them. Typically, the ones that I gave you, they are facts. They are not yeah. paper talk. I'm yeah. telling you, I spoke yeah, I to them, and I said, "No, I'm I'm happy here, but." I'm going to go to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. You know, the only one uh, I wouldn't have turned down, and it should have happened, was the Man United. But yeah. that was Reg really more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Else I'd have gone there before I w- would have gone to Everton. And also Newcastle United. You would, you know, you oh, yeah, yeah. sorted out for Newcastle, Newcastle United. Yeah. But now, Waddington and Brian Clough were the best of mates. You know, they were very, very close. Big, oh, yeah, big, yes, big pals, Waddo and Cloughy. Yeah, uh, a couple of times he could be to dressing rooms yeah. um, when he came to game. Yeah, you know all the managers in those days. Yeah, would go and watch the teams play. Yeah, they would. Yeah, and uh, he, he came into. To, I mean, we had Bill Shankney come into him. Shank's he, done that a lot, didn't he? When he come yeah. into dressing, yeah. We had Shanks come into mm-hmm. into dressing rooms. When a lot of managers used to come in with Cluffy, used to invite him in. Yeah, you know, it was a, it, it was a brilliant wheel like that with managers mm-hmm. were, were Cluffy. And, and again, brilliant. they were two peas from a, from the same pod. Because when when Uddy destroyed um, Liverpool, they beat them two 0 Terry Conroy scored the two goals Easter Monday. Shankly was there, and he he wanted to come in and congratulate Uddy. And he knocked mm. on the door. He says, um, uh, "Tony, do you mind if I come in your dressing room and have a word?" And and he, uh, Waddington's actual words were, "Bill, our dressing room's your dressing room." But you you had that camaraderie, you had that respect. You, yeah, football for each was other, yeah. different in them days, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. They get, they get, I mean, it all started to change, change really. Where where the leads for some unknown reason, leads and they were leads and Cluffy more than oh else, you know that you know. Yeah. And then yeah. Chelsea and Leeds started to have a bit of conflict, you know. And then you got Wimbledon, 
what made it hard with how they wanted to play and, mm. and wind out everybody up. And then you started getting other teams doing it, you know, and other managers started to do it, didn't they? Yeah. But you're right, it didn't happen in those days. Shankly and all them practically got on with each other, barring yeah. Cluffy and Revy. Yeah. Yeah, they were all, all friends off the pitch. When you're on the pitch, you, your only friends are, have got the same coloured shirts on. But friends before the game, friends after the game, and, and that's what the football family was all about in those days. Talking about family, I can hear my missus. She has started firing that vacuum cleaner up, TC. So it can only mean one thing. We've, we've reached the hour, and it's time for our football forecast. I did say earlier that you did win uh, last weekend, so it's 14-12 to you. You picked the music. But this week is another week, and on Friday night, Freiburg are playing at Borussia Mönchengladbach. So how do you see that game finishing? Mönchengladbach, 2-1. Yeah, I'm going. I am going to go 2-0 Mönchengladbach. Because I think that they're really strong, especially up front. Bayer Leverkusen versus Bayern. This is going to be a cracker, I think, Saturday. I can't see Bayern getting beat the way they're playing at the moment in time. You know, they're playing well enough as uh, Bayer Leverkusen, but uh, so were Dortmund, and mm-hmm. Bayern met Dortmund look harder, didn't they? Yep, and they've you won know, eight, I, eight on the yeah. spin now, Bayern. Yeah, I'm going to go for another Bayern win. Uh, 2-0 Bayern. 2-0 Bayern. I am going to go against you, TC, because I need to catch you up. I'm going to go 1-1, because they've gone eight on the spin, straight wins. Leverkusen have shown a relative amount of form. And in Kai Havertz, they've got one of the top German, young German strikers, well, midfield players who keeps bagging the goals. Plays good, plays yeah. good stuff at times. Yeah, yeah. they are. So I'm going to go 1-1 there and Bayern to just slip up. RB Leipzig versus Paderborn. I'm guessing where you're going on this one. Uh, Leipzig, 3-0. Yeah, I've gone 4-0. Yeah, I can't see anything other than a, a, a Leipzig. They play quite well all the night, then. Yeah, yeah. Leipzig. Good team. Again, I'd gone for the draw. I was going to go away, and, and I didn't because of Cologne. But they are a very, very strong side, RB Leipzig. Uh, Borussia Dortmund versus Hertha Berlin. This could be a cracking game. Two very, very good sides. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Right, I'm glad you're going that, because I'm going to go a narrow Borussia Dortmund win. 2-1 and then the game that's going to stink the house out I think Union Berlin versus Schalke 04 I'm going to go for a boring 0-0 here well I'm going to go for 2-0 I cannot see them having a shot at goal me no that uh, Schalke I'm going to go 2-0 Earth of Berlin he really Union looks, Berlin sorry yeah he really looks as though he's doing a similar job at Berlin at what he'd done at Uddersfield towards the end of yeah. his days then no, it's, it's not at Schalke good. you mean Schalke. Uh, sorry at Schalke yeah they're um I mean, in fact, if they brought you back with half a leg because you one leg you're limping on and Klaus Fischer and played the two of you up front, I think they'd probably have a better chance. They they they, <laughs> they look or I know you can't, but you're still better I than what walk. you're still better than what they've got, TC. They look awful, Schalke. But you pairing your day, I think you'd have been a dream team up front, you and uh, Klaus Fischer. It would have been nice. I wish I, I wish I could play up front with anyone now. I'd be... Yeah. I said to John, if I could, if my knees weren't bad and my ankle weren't bad, yep. I could still, even though you can't run, 
I can still do things with the ball like some players, yeah. some older players now won't do it. You watch him play. You'd like to see Paul Mercer play now. Yeah. He can still run about. Yeah. I know he's carrying weight and things like that. But I can't even I can't even walk right near my run right. So I'd love to be able to do things in field with Jock, but I, I just have to do it with my arms and best as I can with him. Yep, I hear what you're saying too, so and it is a shame, but lots of players of your generation did end up with injuries and, you know, some of them are registered knee, disabled, yeah. aren't they? And, you know, yeah. largely the challenges that you had to undertake and the injections that you had to have to get you onto the field of play. Those quarters, quarters absolutely, yeah. injections, absolutely unreal. Yeah? Unreal. So, TC, what? Record are you going to put on the, uh, the 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 DJ's decks this week, sir? I'm going to put Blue Eyes by Michael Carrick. Yeah, you like him, don't you? It's a great uh, song. Brilliant, as well. great song, great, great, great singer. Brilliant. So, TC, can I thank you for your time again, sir? Love to you and yours, and we will reconvene this time next week. Thanks everybody for listening. Have a great weekend. Give my love to your missus and family. And stay safe, and we'll speak again. Uh, well, we'll speak over weekend at some point, and no, uh, no doubt on that one. We're texting each other, so uh, have a good weekend. Good luck with your uh, football uh, results against me, but I can't see you beating me, Gabby. But <laughs> and you God, know, I, I won't hold it against you if you do beat me. <laughs> and guys, you can link up with Terry Curran on his official Terry Curran Facebook page, the Curran View. Uh, our Facebook page and the group. So join the group or like the pages and also on Twitter at currenterry underscore 11, which is your personal one, at terrycurrent underscore 11 and at currentview. So till next time, see you later. See you later, everyone. Cheers, pal. Bye. 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 B